Patrick. Hope you're doing well and congratulations on your successful grenade throwing. Successful because you're still with us. We are so proud of you. This is a letter dated September 28, 2023, written by Kim Norris to her son, Patrick, who at the time was in basic combat training with the New Jersey Army National Guard. I met a nurse today and her husband is in the National Guard, has been for 22 years. She said he still loves it and it makes him happy. The letter is filled with small updates about Kim's days. Yes, Updates on Patrick's sister and her college classes. On a vacation she and Patrick's father had just taken. Updates on the family dog. But the main part of the letter focuses on how much Kim has missed her son over the last 10 weeks. Dad and I look forward to seeing you next week. I cannot believe we got through the 10 weeks. And perhaps most importantly, how proud Kim is of her son. Looking back at your journey, I really respect the decisions you made to get yourself here. The maturity in your letters is unbelievable. You really are taking responsibility for your life. And I am so honored to be watching it happen before my eyes. Every year, young men and women around the country sign up for the Army and head out for basic combat training, or boot camp. And most of these young recruits have parents at home who are left wondering how their child is coping during this intense time and what an Army future looks like for them. In today's episode, our hosts sit down with two military parents to discuss the important questions and concerns parents have when their child enlists. We'll meet Hillary Luck, the mother of three Air Force enlistees, who's currently running a program with Our Community Salutes that connects with new military parents to help them through this trying time. And we'll also meet Kim Norris, whose son Patrick is about to graduate from boot camp, and hear how excited and nervous Kim is to reunite with him after 10 emotional weeks. It's an episode that really shows the importance of family and how the Army itself is one of the biggest. I'm Carrie Varro Heikis, and this is Army Matters. Collins Aerospace, an RTX business, is proud to continue to serve the military as a partner and innovator. Leveraging the power of our combined expertise across systems and markets to deliver transformational capabilities to the U.S. Army for the multi-domain battle space. Visit www.collinsaerospace.com and see how we're empowering Overmatch for the Army now and into the future.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Army Matters. I am your co-host, the 15th Sergeant Major of the Army, retired Dan Daly, and I'm here with my good friend, Lieutenant General Retired Leslie Smith, the former Inspector General of the United States Army. And like always, we have an outstanding show for you today. But before we get to that, Les, what was your favorite or perhaps your least favorite memory from basic combat training? Well, since I didn't go to basic combat training, mm-hmm. I'll give you my my favorite or uh, least favorite from cadet basic training. Well, let's see. Probably my 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 favorite was just the interaction with uh, with people, uh, and the least favorite was probably uh, the first time I knew that that chiggers actually existed in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so since cadet basic training is not yeah. like. Um, normal base training because it's much easier. Could you describe what cadet basic training actually is? Because most people have the you know the Hollywood frame of mind of a basic training, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. You get a taste of everything. It's just not uh, ten weeks long, and uh, so you're doing the things that that you need to do to to get ready for uh, to become an army officer, like a basic training weekend jamboree. Is it no, like a, not quite a weekend. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not not a weekend jamboree. Oh no! Maybe a really hard afternoon Cub Scout meeting. No, no? not quite. <laughs> no, not quite. No, no? Not, not quite. Oh. Remember now, all those leaders that led you went to that training, so you don't forget that. Yes, of course. Yeah. Now I did go to basic training. I know. Yes. Yes. And tell me about your your favorite or least favorite members from basic. Well, I, God, I was still seventeen. When I went to basic training. 17. So your mom had to sign you up. Yeah. Yeah. Signed me up at 16. And um, remember getting on the plane, first airplane ride of my life and flying down to Georgia. And here's what I, I vividly remember. I got off the airplane and I said, dang, it's hot down here. Yeah. <laughs> it is hot. When was your basic training? August. Uh, August. Wow. Yeah. I'm from Georgia. I'm yeah. from Atlanta. So I know how hot it gets down there. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you know what the scariest part was? Getting off the bus yeah. at the reception station yeah. for basic training. Yes. And you see the most intimidating image you've ever seen in a life, especially when you're a child. And that was a United States Army drill sergeant wearing that brown round. Now, were you ever a drill sergeant before? No. All right. No. Actually, I was a Bradley Master Gunner. So okay. I, I applied to be a drill sergeant, but it, I was a critically short skill, so they wouldn't let me yeah. go do it. Yeah. 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 So, so, so what did your parents say when when oh, you told them you were going to join the army? Well, I think we talked about this in previous episodes. Where mm-hmm. I grew up in the the financial state of my family, there was three options after high school: coal mine, moonshine, mm-hmm. or move on down the line. So they were super excited that I I joined the military. My father was in the army, and they were very proud of me, and they knew it was a good start to my life, and uh, they were very excited when I, when yeah. I got into the army. Yeah, and and for me. My dad was in the Korean War, and then my uncles, many of them were in World War II. So I'm not going to say it was a family business, but it was something that uh, they knew I was going to do something like that. My mom knew I was going to do something like that. I know one of my father's proudest moments was to see a son in uniform. That made him very proud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason why we're talking about this, because in today's episode, we're going to sit down with two Army parents. Okay. And you know what we're going to discuss? What it feels like for them to have their children enlist in the United States Army. Hillary and Kim, welcome to Army Matters. So to get things started, could each of you tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves, 
so they can get to know who you are? I'm Kim Norris. I'm in uh, Mount Royal, New Jersey. Uh, my son has joined the National Guard. He's in his basic training right now. My name is Hillary Luck. I'm in West Effort, New Jersey. I am the mother of three sons actively serving in the Air Force. I'm here because of um, our Community Salutes, OCS Connect program, a program to support young enlistees going and their parents and guardians on their journey in the Air Force or in the military. Air Force? Come on. <laughs> but you know what? It's not too late. They can still switch from Air Force to Army. Just, just a little. Just a little too late. I'm just kidding, of course. We love the Air Force. Kim, let's start with you. Now, you're only a few days away from your son, Patrick, graduating from his 10-week boot camp. How are you feeling about that? Can't wait to get my arms around him. Um, he is excited to see us. He made sure that we are coming up for family day. That is the day before. He wanted to make sure we were there. We were trying to get his sister to come also, but unfortunately, she's has clinicals this week, so she wasn't able to join us. But uh, she's been very supportive also. So we just can't wait to get him in our arms right now. Ten weeks is long. Kim, congratulations to you and to your son for joining the military. You know, I think it's one of the best things I ever did, uh, not only for my family, but for, for generations to come. I've attended so many of these graduations, and I know how you're feeling. Prior to Patrick, have you had any other members of your family serve in the Army? Yes, I have. My great aunt and uncles were both served in uh, World War II. My father joined the uh, Army also. So we have it in our family. There's a cool story about my one of my great aunts and uncles. Um, she They were married, and she was um, in charge of typing out the orders for the, these office, these, um, the guys to be served. And she actually had to um, type out his orders to be sent to the Battle of the Bulge. Oh. And she never told him. Like, it wasn't until he found out later. Because you didn't do that back then. You just, like, you, that was your job. You did it. And that was what it was. Okay, Kim. When did he actually find out? When he came back? Yes, after he came back. Yeah. I'm sure he kind of had a feeling that she knew because how do you keep that like not on your face as you know he tells her the order. So what did he do in the Battle of the Bulge? That was a pretty tough mission. So he actually when he was over there, he ended up getting pneumonia very badly. They weren't even sure he was going to make it. He did make it and his platoon, the majority of them were not um they didn't make it. Um, so he was actually put into another platoon. And um, he actually was on the uh, in Germany when they took it over and started cleaning it up because he sp spoke fluent German. So he was actually the liaison between the people of Germany and the military. And, and tell us a little bit about your father's involvement. My father was in the Korean War. He served in Japan, actually, as a radio um, personnel. So he took care of making sure the radios were working and the towers were up so that they could communicate with the troops. So growing up, what were your thoughts or opinions about the army and the military? It was also always a positive thing. It was part of like a duty and you were proud of that. Again, I had sixth grade uncles um, and all of them served. So it was just part of our family. It's just what you did. Now, how does someone with such a family legacy of service in the Army go to the dark side and marry a guy from the Navy? 
did he did he change your thoughts about the army or, or on service at all? I was probably more pro-army. And then he opened up your eyes to see that Navy's more than just on the ships and stuff. They do a lot more. I didn't even realize it. It was neat because the kids, you know, my son would walk up wearing my husband's hat because he found it in a box and he, I guess he went exploring. So it was, it was part of our life. So was Patrick always interested in enlisting? When did he really get serious about it? Well, I'll have to take you back to probably January of this year. I had had it with his game playing. So I sat down with him and his father and we all had a conversation about that he was no longer a teenager, that he was a young adult and he needed to start acting like a young adult. He agreed to all that. He thought that was great. And then the first week of putting this in place, um, he had his car towed because he parked in the wrong spot. So we picked him up. We brought him to the ATM. He had to take the money out. He had to pay for it. And he's like, you're not really going to split this with me? And I'm like, did I park there? You made this decision. You're living by it. So that's kind of what I think set the tone for where we were going. And then he was looking at the National Guard in West Virginia. They gave you in-state tuition if you went to the National Guard there. And then my husband went to the high school the recruiter for New Jersey was there and he's like, oh, my son's joining. He's like, why are you joining West Virginia? You need to join Jersey. And he explained the benefits for New Jersey and the options they had there. And Patrick and my husband met with the recruiter and they talked about it. And Patrick determined this is what he wanted to do. Oh, my gosh. You mean your son got into a bidding war? Did he play the states off each other and get anything good out of the deal? At least at the end, he chose to stay local. Yeah, we did stay local. I think it was the right decision. What was it like saying goodbye to him, you know, knowing he's going off to basic combat training? Did you break down in tears? Um, yeah. The day we said goodbye, we had to pull out of the parking lot. He put his arm around me. Well, he put his arms around his sister and they were crying and I was fine until I saw them boohoo and then I was done. And I just held him. And it's funny. She actually took a picture of us holding each other, um, which was very dear to my heart. But it just... You know, I know it's the right thing to do. I know it's a point of him growing up, but it just, he's, I, I'm just going to miss him. Can you walk us through some of those other emotions that you felt from the moment you found out up to that tearful hug? I was very good in the beginning. And as it got closer, I got a little more apprehensive. He's really going to be away from me. Is he going to make it? Is, is, is he going to be able to do this on his own? This is like him stepping up, doing it. And, you know, I think we've given him all the skills as a, as a parent that he needed to do this, but it was still, I'm not going to be there to catch him. As he gets older and he becomes a man, I'm not, it's not my job anymore. So it was hard to go from, okay, you just turned 18 and now I got to back off. I just felt like I needed a little more time. So Kim, along the way, you discovered Hillary and her great OCS Connect program. Tell us what they were able to help you with throughout the entire process. Well, we went to the banquet that they have in New Jersey, which is just phenomenal. And we got her literature and we reached out to her and we were talking with her a bit. And oh my goodness, she spent probably an hour on the phone with us just talking to us and explaining things. And <laughs> this sounds horrible, but any stupid question that I needed to hear it. And she's just shared from her heart and gave me some guidance. The strongest thing was you definitely write to your kid, but she said that she wrote, she has three boys. She wrote to all three of her boys every day through boot camp. That's a lot of work. I can do that. And then when my son started getting the letters, he said, at first it was embarrassing because, you know, they're calling out my name, my name. And then he was like, yeah, everyone's writing me. So he was very proud of that. 
And I think that helps him when he's having a downtime that you know his family is consistently behind him every day. So, Hillary, you now talk to a lot of parents and answer a lot of questions they have. What are some of the quote unquote stupid questions that people ask you? One of the things that I realize is that a lot of young people going into the military straight out of high school don't necessarily get the support that someone who was going to college straight out of high school would get. Our desire with OCS Connect is to begin to connect not only with the parents and the guardians, but also with the community. I don't think that there's a dumb question. I think that every question is real. Yes. Being a mom with three sons in the military, I still have questions. And you know, I've done it three times. I also know that there has to be a safe place where I can feel comfortable to have a question to say, I, you know what, I just don't know if I did enough. I don't know if I can even ask the recruiter this question. Am I allowed to be thinking what I'm thinking? But we have to have a place where we can feel comfortable to say, you know what, I know I taught my kid all I thought they needed to know, but what happens when they're getting these negative phone calls? Do they have the right mindset to not quit and to continue to move forward? Do they understand that greatness is inside of them even if they can't see it yet? Collins Aerospace, an RTX business, is proud to continue to serve the military as a partner and innovator. Leveraging the power of our combined expertise across systems and markets to deliver transformational capabilities to the U.S. Army for the multi-domain battle space. Visit www.collinsaerospace.com. See how we're empowering Overmatch for the Army now and into the future. Welcome back. We're here with Kim Norris and Hillary Luck. Hillary, for those that aren't familiar with our Community Salutes, can you tell us what the organization is and what they do? Our Community Salute is a nonprofit organization that was started 15 years ago by Kenneth Hartman. And their primary purpose is to be the first organization to say thank you to young men and women who go straight out of high school into the military. We do banquets throughout the country where we have different people come in and speak and encourage and connect with families and let them know we are proud of you. We're excited about you. We salute and celebrate the choices that you're making. And we're also here to support you on the journey afterwards. And what, what OCS Connect is now doing is saying, how do we continue to, instead of just one event, how do we stay connected long-term? How do we support them throughout their whole journey to let them know that not only are we excited about their choices and we support their choices, but we're here to support them on their journey throughout. Now, now Hillary, let's take a step back. And we want to hear about your own experience. You have three sons that have served. What was your first experience like? My oldest son has been in for a little over 10 years now, maybe almost 15. I, I should be the mom that knows all of the dates, but I don't. He actually did a year of college from home, and then he decided, you know what, I want to go into the military. We supported him. My husband is former law enforcement, and we were excited about it. Unlike Kim, though, I didn't have a great picture of the military prior to my sons going in. I'm going to be honest. I thought, why would someone do that? 
But once my son got in, I realized I had a horrible mindset regarding the military. And he helped me change my outlook of the military and what they do and their willingness to sacrifice. My middle son has been in for eight years. It's getting ready to be eight years. And that's when I came in contact with our community salutes. He went to a banquet. We didn't really know where we were going or what the banquet was about. But when we got there, it was wonderful. I remember the speaker just being phenomenal. Last year, my son went. He was invited. My youngest son is in the military as well, and he just finished his first year. And he was invited to do the pledge. And at that event, I knew I was going to be a part of that organization. I remember one day thinking if every parent could let one of their children go into the military, we could break all of the barriers and all of the things that separate us. Hillary, what were some of the changes you've seen in your own sons? My oldest son is very mature, very independent. I see leadership in him. Now I see him understanding his strengths and understanding his value. And my middle son, he's a natural A student without opening a book. And it used to bug me. He would not read a book report and get an A by doing it the night before. It it was just who he is. And so now he realizes he can use that to do great things for other people, not for himself. And my youngest son, Although he's the face of the Air Force and the Honors Guard, he's still very much the baby. He's still very much the child that got away with a lot of stuff. And when you told the story about the ticket, uh, I've had many tickets with Easy Pass, and we finally had to cut him off and say, this is yours. You're responsible for this. But I see a level of maturity in him that um, has happened quickly. And I think when you are a young person going straight into the military from high school, you mature and, again, I'm not neglecting what happens in college because I think it happens in college as well, but it happens, I think, a little bit slower. When you're in the military, you have to mature. You're an adult and you have to mature a lot quicker. So now you've launched a team in New Jersey. Now, where is OCS Connect going from here? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked that question. Right now, we're doing a pilot program in New Jersey, and it's only open right now to the parents and guardians of our New Jersey locations. But the next step is to spread it out across the country. We're also looking into learning modules. With all of the information that we've been discussing from life skills to health to managing stress to networking to financial literacy, we want to put all of that information in one location where they can go and maybe watch a 10 or 15 minute learning learning module that will give them the tools to say, okay, let me check out this bank. Let me check out this company. Let me check out this school. And we can point them in a direction to get the support. And right now we've done virtual events, but we plan to do um, in-person events as well. And I, I think sky is the limit. There's so many families out there who just don't know the questions to even ask or that there's some place that they can go and get the answers to those questions. And our desire is to build that up so that they always have the support and the encouragement that they need to be able to support their enlistees. Now, if someone wants to find out more about OCS Connect, where can they go? The first thing that I would tell them to do is to go to ourcommunitysalutes.org and check out our page, look at some of our past events, figure out the way they can connect in any way to start off now and find out about the local events in their areas. Okay, this is a question for both of you. If you could give one piece of advice to new Army parents, what would it be? Kim, let's start with you. That you can get answers 
it's hard because your child is dealing with the recruiter and you can ask them to ask this question and stuff, but they will get it wrong or miss something. But there are answers that you can get yourself and people out there to support you. You just need to really look for it. Hillary, how about you? Your mindset determines everything. And if you want to find the positive answer, a positive solution, you will. If you come in thinking, I don't want my kid to do this, I'm this is horrible, then that's what you're going to leave with. But the reality is once the choice has been made, like Kim said, her son made the choice, there's no turning back. So what can you do from this point on to make this the best experience of your life? And how do you do it in a way that celebrates your journey as opposed to knocking it down? Well, I can't think of a better note to end this episode on. Kim, Hillary, thanks for being open and honest with us. And Kim, I know you're gonna have an incredible time at your son's graduation. I've been to so many of them and to see the look on parents' face when they see their soldier for the first time. It's breathtaking. Thanks to both of you for joining us today. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Definitely. Collins Aerospace, an RTX business, is proud to continue to serve the military as a partner and innovator. Leveraging the power of our combined expertise across systems and markets to deliver transformational capabilities to the U.S. Army for the multi-domain battle space. Visit www.collinsaerospace.com and see how we're empowering Overmatch for the Army now and into the future. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Army Matters is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association, member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission, educate, inform, and connect with the total Army, our industry partners, and supporters of a strong national defense. Today's episode was hosted by Lieutenant General Retired Les Smith and SMA Retired Dan Daly, an anchor hosted by Carrie Barrow-Heckes. Anthony Del Call is the producer and writer, and Andy Bosnack is the supervising sound editor. Unzinga Curry is the executive producer, and the senior producers are Carrie Barrow-Heckes and LaSharon Duncan. Be sure to subscribe to Army Matters wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a review. As you know, we love seeing stars in the Army, especially if it comes in the form of a five-star review. AUSA's Army Matters podcast can also be heard on Reese Across America Radio on Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app with the search of the word Reese. AUSA's Army Matters podcast primary purpose is to entertain. The podcast does not constitute advice or services. While guests are invited to listen, listeners, please note that you're not being provided professional advice from the podcast or the guest. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of AUSA.
For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. I'm with Sharon Duncan. Hope you have a great Army day. Hooah.